On this Hashi, I discuss Black Knight's home price index and why apartment buildings are the next big challenge for commercial real estate. Today is Tuesday, August 8th, 2023. I am Byron Lazine, and the Hashi starts now. Welcome back to the hot sheet. If you are a returning viewer, you know the drill. Let me know which market you are tuning in live from. I'm sitting in my Naples, Florida studio here today. Uh, if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing to BAM. Yesterday, gave away two tickets to the Tom Ferry Summit. I was, I guess I was only supposed to give away one, but, uh, you know, shoot me. We gave away two, so they're just going to have to figure that one out. Uh, also... We announced publicly BAM Camp, which is happening September 20th in Naples, Florida. I already leaked that information to you guys, the Hot Sheet crew, because you guys are the best of the best. But now if you're not a BAMX member, you can get access to BAM Camp. Tickets are now public, and we'll have a link below. Of course, if you are a BAMX member, you get 25% off of BAM Camp. And I also have 10% off of BAMX for you down below. Just use the code HOT, okay? Uh, Black Knight talks about the real estate market this week in their mortgage monitor. And they also say the market is hot. Although they also had this quote in there. We haven't yet calculated payment to income ratios given the last couple of weeks, 7% interest rates north of there. But it's pretty safe bet to assume that those rates have now pushed us past October slash November's worst affordable market marker. That coupled with the prices. Black Knight says home prices have hit new peaks in 30 of the largest 50 U.S. markets. It's according to their HPI that just came out this week. Uh, the Data and Analytics Division of Black Knight Incorporated released its August 2023 mortgage monitor report based on the company's industry-leading mortgage, real estate, and public records data sets. This month's report looks again at the reheating housing market nationwide with home prices hitting new peaks at the nation, national level as well as local levels and no end, no end in sight to the constrictive lack of for sale inventory driving the price increases. As Black Knight Vice President of Enterprise Research Andy Walden explains, backward-looking annual home price growth rates are beginning to inflect driven by inflect driven by the seasonally adjusted monthly increases of the HPI that has been tracked uh, in near real time as 23 has progressed. All right, let's take a look at some of the data. I've got this for you in BAMX on your daily downloads. I've carved this out. Black Knight home price index now showing consistently with others, Case Schiller and Zillow and others, uh, consistent now home price in, uh, growth happening month over month since the decline. Okay, one month change annualized. We saw that last year uh, we started to dip, and now we've seen basically all of this year going up. So after, you know, call it, I don't know, uh, 10 plus years of home price growth, we had our declines last year and now back up and and that's up pretty significantly i mean look at these these markers here according to black knight are above 
you know, in the, in the green here. So um, my apologies, get rid of that in the green. So looking at one month change annualized. So the annual rate is, is above anything that we've seen here from, you know, 2014 to 2020. So, so these are significant gains that are happening right now, according to Black Knight's home price index. Sales, active listings, and months of inventory, according to Black Knight's data sets. Sales, uh, seasonally averaged, you can see here we are on this downward trend on total sales. Active listing count follows that, uh, certainly on a downward trend. And months of inventory, 2.9, slightly below what NAR has us nationally uh, just slightly above three months. Uh, we've been in, you know, what we would consider a seller's market for quite some time. Uh, I don't know if anyone remembers these days. These were these were the days to be a buyer and uh, having some control over the inventory situation. Those seem like a long, long time ago. National delinquency rate. Love to look at this because this is the one. Uh, that kind of dispels this huge cliff coming in real estate. Well, when you have a strong jobs market, unemployment at basically all-time lows, and a surplus of jobs for those that are unemployed, if they want to work, the option's there. You know, almost 9 million job openings. It's not like there are not options for the unemployed. Incredibly strong job market. Uh, and then a very strong homeowner. Those that already own homes. We know about the low interest rates, but we also have ridiculously low delinquency rates on first lien mortgages. Uh, delinquency rate right now is 3.12. The 2000 to 2005 average, okay? So this is before really the big run up and then obviously the real estate bubble. That average was 4.27, okay? Uh, so we are well below average here on our delinquency rate. And you can see here, this line of 3% is the record low. We're, we we touched down on that uh, and we're right hovering right above it at 3.12. So we're basically at near all time lows on the delinquency rate, according to Black Knight. Uh, uh, that is like, you know, pretty telling about where prices could be going. Okay, let's dig into some more of these prices again. Uh, Black Knight's got 30 of the U.S.'s largest 50 markets being up. And not only being up, but they have them at some of these at record prices. The report found that nationally home prices in June, this is reading from Housing Wire now, uh, rose by 0.67 month over month on a seasonally adjusted basis. Meanwhile, the annual home price increase was 0.8% in June just up from 0.2% in May, calling the June price increase an inflection point, uh, lagging but significant impact on the annual rate of appreciation. Month over month, here's some markets to chew on. Month over month, home prices increased in more than 60%. Notable expectation, uh, exceptions rather being in Austin and San, uh, San Antonio where prices declined month to month in June on a seasonally adjusted basis. The strongest price growth was Hartford, Connecticut at 1.2%. Seattle at 1.2% and San Jose at 1.2%. At a national level, home prices have now fully erased their 2022 corrections. 
Okay, that was different from what we looked at yesterday. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of recap that here in just a second. National level home prices have now fully erased their 2022 corrections, hitting new all-time highs in June on both seasonally adjusted and non-seasonally adjusted basis. So Black Knight is saying that we have all-time highs on home prices. Annual growth was the strongest in the Midwest and Northeast markets, while West Coast and pandemic boom markets continue to see prices run below last year's level. Milwaukee, 6.4% up. Cincinnati, 5.7% up. Philly, 5.6% up. And more than 5% above last year's price peaks with a handful of Midwest and Northeast markets, including uh, Kansas City, Virginia Beach, Richmond, Baltimore, Providence, St. Louis, and Chicago are all up more than 4%. That's a feeder market for you. Uh, good to know that people can get cash out equity on that sale and come into your market. Rising home prices also boosted homeowner equity levels. The average mortgage holder now has 199000 in equity, up from 185000 in the first quarter. We covered that recently on a hot sheet. Okay, so yesterday, it's a little bit different than what we were talking about yesterday with the Freddie Mac house price index. Still very similar. Uh, you know, Black Knight's got 60% of markets being up. Freddie Mac had 77, basically 80%, 77 out of nation's 100 largest. They're looking at the nation's 100 largest, Freddie Mac. 77 of them uh, saw price increases between June 2022 and June 23. Uh, so 23 of those were down year over year. On the year, like Hartford being up 1.2% in a month, according to Black Knight. On the year, according to Freddie Mac, up 8%. Uh, so they both have Hartford. McAllen, Texas was the big winner year over year, if you remember from yesterday with the uh, Freddie Mac index. But nowhere in the Freddie Mac index are they calling new records being set this year like Black Knight is saying. Okay, Black Knight is saying we just hit new records in a lot of these markets. Love to know in the comments, is, is your market one of those that just set a new all-time high. There are places in the Northeast, for example, um, that there is all-time highs happening this year, not last year. Obviously, um, you know, nationally, we can look at the all-time high peak being, you know, last year. They talk, talk about that peak to trough number quite a bit. Um, but in your market, are you seeing an all-time high for a particular month, probably June? Um, in comparison to last year's June, or is it, it's likely second place on all time months um, going back or second or third, if you had two big months last year. Uh, the June report also quantifies the savings during the last big wave of refinance activity, which is a while ago. Existing homeowners who have benefited from 42 billion cumulative savings through refinancing. We talked about that 42 billion that has been put back in a homeowner's pockets. It's one of the reasons they're doing so well. Uh, they're also benefiting from strong income growth, according to Black Knight. One of the reasons why don't expect a foreclosure wave, right? Income growth, strong jobs, uh, very low foreclosures uh, happening or, or delinquencies rather happening. Existing homeowners need 21% of the median household income to make the average monthly principal and interest payment. 21% of median household income uh, is pretty good, okay, compared to more than 36%. So the homeowner needs 21% of their median income. The prospective buyer in today's market 
needs 36%. That's why on the calculated risk uh, blog that I was reading from to start here, uh, they they quoted Black Knight as saying, when we calculate in these 7% rates, we're probably going to be back to a worst affordable market marker because prices haven't gone anywhere and rates are now back up over 7%. When that happened last year, we were in that situation where we had uh, an affordability crunch because prices aren't going anywhere, okay? Um, so there's there's the wrap up there. We'll put all the uh, slides that I shared and the links into BAMX under the daily download. You can become a BAMX member by using the code HOT, get 10% off. We're talking about coffee money. Being a BAMX member also gets you 25% off of BAM Camp, which is just a ridiculous lineup. There's 20 speakers at BAM Camp. How do we pull it off? I don't know. It's just an incredible event happening September 20th. Again, BAMX members get the benefit of the lowest price possible there. Uh, what could also be going lower on prices might just be apartments. I know that's hard to believe. Wall Street Journal reports, though, that a Wall's, uh, real estate haven turns perilous with roughly $1 trillion coming due. There's a trillion dollars coming due in apartments. We're not talking about commercial overall, office, et cetera. We're talking apartment buildings. It's what everybody you know, wants to buy. Cash flow, bro. Cash flow. Let's go buy some apartment buildings. Long considered a real estate haven, they're emerging as the next major trouble spot in the commercial property world. Which commercial property world is up in the air, mostly because of office, some retail. Investors bid up the prices of multifamily buildings for years. It's because everybody was pushing into multifamily. Everybody had that Grant Cardone syndrome, cash flow. Got to get cash flow. I want to have passive income. There's nothing passive uh, about multifamily operations, by the way. That, that, that is a hard business to manage. If we got any property managers in here, they certainly could, uh, you know, tell you all about that. It, it is it is far from passive. But everybody wants to get into this space. Uh, the government supported in a big way, thinking that they're doing, you know, good by affordability measures by creating more apartments. They're they're create they're creating more renters, is what they're doing. And now we have a glut that I've been talking about for a long time. A glut of inventory coming onto the market. Places like Nashville, in particular, is going to be one of the uh, cities hit the most. Talked about it on At Knowledge Bro Brokers Podcast with Lance Lambert. Hit the most by this apartment glut of inventory that's coming online by the end of the year. Unlike office buildings and malls, which have been hit hard by remote work and e-commerce, rental apartments have low vacancy rates. Uh, the apartment sector main problem isn't a lack of demand. Rents have soared since 2020. It's the interest rates right now. When you've got $1 trillion coming due and they need to refinance these deals and you actually have rents going down year over year, as, we, as we've reported uh, quite a few times over the last few weeks, you have rents coming down or, or flat at the very least, depending on the market, on the rental market, and then you're refinancing at today's rates, it makes it incredibly difficult for an investor to show the bank that this business works, that the numbers are solid. A sudden surge in debt costs last year now threatens to wipe out many multifamily owners across the country. Uh, this is Conrad Putzier and Will Parker from Wall Street Journal saying this. Apartment building values fell 14% for the year 
ended in June after rising 25% the previous year. The values went up so much and it's before all this inventory came online that now those values that they've fallen faster than any residential, you know, market has fallen. Obviously we only have a few Boise, Austin, a couple others that, that did have double digit drops San Francisco, uh, but 14% for the apartment building in you know market overall. This according to CoStar. They've got pretty accurate data. They've got all the data, by the way. That drop is roughly the same as the fall in office values. Hard to believe that office values and apartment values are are neck and neck. I, I do think, listen, I'm not crazy here. I think office values are, are going to pull far away for apartments. And I'm not bearish on apartments by any means. But it's been become such a, a, a craze of like, this is how you get easy money in real estate um, or, or all these syndications that people have out there. It's a really good way to you know, not know what's going on with your money. I'd advise anybody to invest in a 30-minute radius. So real estate agents out there, advisors, when you're talking to somebody about multifamily investment, let's look at a 30-minute radius of where you live. Let's get our hands dirty, manage the property, learn it, understand it, know it, know the location before you buy it. Just all the basics about buying rental property and then start moving up the ladder from there. There are levels to this. Just going and jumping into a syndication is basically rolling the dice. And with this $1 trillion that is coming due, I believe that now more than ever is a risky time to be rolling the dice on large scale multifamily if you don't know exactly what you're doing. All right. The debt costs threaten to wipe out apartment buildings across the US. This would be a good chart to show anybody who's thinking about going into one of those apartment building syndications or that they think it's going to be easy. Okay. Uh, outstanding multifamily mortgages. Uh, there you, you can see this. Uh, there's a trillion dollars coming due. This number just since 2007 has done nothing but go up. Okay. So it, it's just done nothing but go up and up and up the, the uh, 2000 on the left here where we sit today. Um, outstanding multifamily mortgages. That's uh, that's a big number. That's it's, it's saying two, two, five, Oh billion right there. Um, but we know that 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 is uh, actually, I believe, trillions. Let me let me see what's going on there. It's got to be trillions. If you look at the, let's look at, let's see if we can get the overall number here. Just a second here. Uh, da, 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 da. The data provider adds that. So this is according to Mortgage Banker Association. Outstanding multifamily mortgages are. Have more than doubled over the past decade to two trillion. So that number on the chart, um, yeah, that that that's accurate. Now that I look at it, okay. So uh, they're putting, you know, two point two five billion. You, you know, they, it's it's actually trillions. They, um, you, you got they don't want to put all the zeros up there anyway. So the article the article explains that this is a Wall Street Journal, um, chart. So. I don't know why they made that so confusing, but anyways, in the, in the article here, uh, you do have mortgage banker association, uh, data that you've got more than $2 trillion on outstanding multifamily. That's nearly twice the amount of office debt 
according to TREP. Uh, the data provider adds that a billion in multifamily debt is set to uh, come due. I mean, I'm sorry, a trillion in multifamily debt is set to come due, due, due between 2023 and 2027. Okay, everyone's focused on office, but if we can't refinance this multifamily debt, uh, it could become a crisis. So commercial real estate is is the is in the crosshairs for when it comes into the real estate sector of um, of the economy. It's going to be the most under pressure because like Jerome Powell says, when he gets up there on stage, when they raise the federal interest rate, a lot of what we've done here over the last year has not actually been realized in the markets. Apartment office building refinance, commercial building uh, refinance in the in the apartment and office sector has not realized what uh, what he's done because new purchases and values have dropped, but the refinances are coming due. These are a lot of five-year loans. Property values, uh, this is Bloomberg, property values have come under pressure in the past year. They've got office buildings down around 30%. I'd agree with that number, not the, uh, not the number in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, here they've got apartments uh, on the same uh, path as the Wall Street Journal there in the in the mid-teens. Industrial, very strong. H hotels, no drop. Mall, I, I would expect mall to be to be uh, dropping further. And I would have I would have thought that number would have been even greater now. And then self-storage has dropped five percent. I think that market just overheated. Self-storage is a pretty pretty good market. That's one that can feel like uh, pretty passive at times in the, in the self-storage. Uh, Bloomberg also says that right now property loans are so unappealing that banks literally just want to dump them. Uh, so uh, banks are trying to get out. We've seen that with uh, Goldman Sachs. We've seen it with JP Morgan, uh, JP Morgan Chase. They've been trying to sell debt backed offices. We saw Black Knight walk away from uh, an office building, just said, screw it. Uh, you know, we don't care. We're just, we're just going to walk away from this debt. So that's what's happening there. Philadelphia Fed President Patrick Harker this morning suggests that interest rate hikes are at an end. So if you're looking for the rates to come to an end, there's one Philadelphia Fed, uh, Fed president saying that that could be the case. He's saying, making those comments from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Good for him. Uh, I believe we may be at the point where we can be patient, hold rates steady, and let the monetary policy actions we have taken do their work. Uh, the FOMC voting member said in a speech. So there's one out of 12 votes. Uh, one indication that uh, we're going to pause. He indicated they're unlikely to cut rates anytime soon. Okay. The 10 year seems to be reacting maybe to those comments. And uh, oh, I just missed the 10 year. Hold on one second. Here we go. 10 year may be reacting to that. Now back under four. Uh, hopefully that'll be good news later today when we take a look at the 30-year fix. We did come in a little higher yesterday at 7.06. Maybe we can get back down to closer to 6 or maybe a 6.9 day. Uh, nice to see that the 10 years back under 4. All right. Uh, use the code HOT to get 10% off your BAMX membership as well as uh, that'll get you 25% off of BAM Camp. By the way, if you haven't gone and checked out the landing page for BAM Camp, it's down below. Uh, I mean, look at this speaker lineup. This is ridiculous. Matt Leonetti's doing the opening keynote. Taya DiCarlo's doing the closing keynote. 
myself, the broke agent, Haley Ingram, founder of Coffee and Contracts. I, I mean, look at this. 20 speed. I can't even go throw a ball. Just look at the screen. It's crazy. Tom Tolley's Chinati, my knowledge broker's uh, podcast co-host. You've got Dan O'Neill, Shannon Gillette, uh, Sarah Desimore. Just a ridiculous list. Uh, Chris Benjamin, Brooks Landry, be a realtor. I mean, this is just cra crazy, crazy list. Make sure you're at BAM Camp September 20th. BAMX members get 25% off. Uh, and then in August, uh, it's it's conference time. You, you got to hit these events and get ready for 2024. Uh, the Tom Ferry Summit is happening August 22nd to the 24th. We also have a code down below to get 100 bucks off that ticket, PRBAMSS. Hope to see you at some of these. If you are, uh, definitely send me a DM so we can connect. Have a great day. Have a productive Tuesday. And until tomorrow, toodaloo.